Health Naturally is the name of the game. Dennis Stewart is here. And Dennis, you were on location last week. You were away, but it was because it was your birthday and a, a better looking, sprightly 35 year old bloke I've never seen in my life. Good oh, afternoon. You, you can say that anytime, Mark. I'm very <laughs> impressed with that. I'm, I'm sure my wife would be too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, that was good. We, we, we can't turn it back, mate. But anyway, no. happy birthday for last, Thank you. last Thank week. Thank you. Now, uh, when we were here last a fortnight yeah. ago, yeah. You looked at a couple of uh, particular herbs, a couple of plants, in yes. fact, and the discussion went went on and on. Yes. This time, we want to take a look at a fairly unknown natural medicine that is considered a bit of a breakthrough in treating chronic reoccurring urinary tract infections and maybe even help with the preventative mm-hmm. phase of that. So tell us more, Dennis. Look, what we're going to talk about today is a substance probably not that well known, but certainly coming into its own known as demonose, demonose. Now, demonose is a simple sugar. It's like fructose. It's like sucrose. Like the sound of it it's, already. <laughs> it's, in, it's in fruits and it's even in our body. But there's an interesting story as to how this simple, harmless, non-toxic, uh, basically a food, how this simple sugar was found to have a radically significant effect on inhibiting the takeoff of bacterial infections of the urinary system. There's a fascinating story, and my experience recommending and observing the benefits of demonose in people with a history of recurring urinary tract infections encourages me to mention to listeners particularly who suffer chronic urinary tract infections that this is a substance that may be useful for you. Listeners would appreciate that Urinary tract infections can uh, come as an acute episode, a one-off thing, and are well-managed by the GP with the antibiotic, and that's the end of it. But many people experience chronic, recurring urinary tract infections, which over a period of time can actually do damage to the kidney. So, uh, and the use of, um, of antibiotics ongoingly is acknowledged to be not the best thing in the world because, A, the the body can develop some degree of resistance to an antibiotic, and uh, at the end of the day, um, it's not necessarily going to hold the pathology that's frequently behind urinary tract infection. So the the beaut thing about what I call complementary medicine or integrative medicine or herbal medicine, so many different names these days, is that it brings to bear an approach to chronic scenarios and chronic recurring urinary tract infections, I have argued even on this program for years, can be helped sometimes in in ways um, that surprise even the cynics by building up a resistance to infection and therefore preserving the health of the kidney, the bladder and even the urinary tract itself. So I've mentioned various remedies ranging from cranberry, uh, buku, South African herb. I've mentioned uh, uveursi or bearberry, an American herb, uh, marshmallow, many herbs that herbalists traditionally have used to address this chronic condition. People, for instance, that are catheterized and permanently Mm. catheterized, like uh, people that are paraplegics, or people who have some dysfunction in their urinary system which requires a catheter to be in place all the time, they fight against 
the tendency of this procedure to precipitate uh, infections. And so if there is anything that can provide an umbrella of protection for people suffering this sort of scenario, I'm all for it. And I pride myself uh, on the fact that over my 40 years now, my wife tells me I've been involved in herbal medicine, uh, that I've been able to see the application of herbs and natural supplements in helping people who are caught in this wretched dilemma of going from one antibiotic to another antibiotic to another antibiotic. And for years I've been recommending to patients and observing patients using this, sub this substance known as demonose. Now people might say, what is demonose? Well, I said earlier, it's a simple sugar. It's like glu glucose, fructose, demonose. It's in food, it's in our body. But what was discovered, Mark, and it was discovered in the US in the 1980s, that this substance had a unique ability, a unique ability to address E. coli infections of the urinary system, keeping in mind that 85 to 90% of bacterial infections of the urinary tract are based on a bacterium known as E. coli. Now, it was noticed experimentally initially in the US again that the use of demonos seemed to lessen the proliferation of this bacteria on the urinary tract wall. And the thesis was developed that what happened here was this simple sugar taken as a powder, perfectly harmless, a food substance, what it did was absolutely, it interfered with the mucous membrane of the, or the lining, if you like, of the bladder and the urinary tract in a remarkable way. It inhibited the adherence or the sticking to the membrane of the bacteria. And as a result, the bacteria couldn't survive. Yeah, just allowed it to keep going through. Absolutely. Yeah. And with urination, the bacteria were washed away as a result of the effect of demonos lessening the adhering capacity of E. coli bacteria hanging onto the urinary tract wall. Now, uh, I could go further, which we will in a moment, but you've got a question. <laughs> do, sure. Well, look, uh, look we'll, we'll just pause on that for a moment, Dennis. We'll come back and uh, continue okay. with that because you got, got us to a very interesting point there. Good afternoon, Pat at East Maitland. Uh, hopefully, Dennis can help you out with your migraine headaches, Pat. I hope so. <laughs> Hello, Pat. How are you? Oh, uh, not too bad, thank Dennis. Okay. Uh, cure for migraine. Is there any? Okay. Are you a chronic migraine sufferer? I've got it all the time. All the time? Yes, oh, my dear, 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 dear. Well, look, uh, Pat, uh, it would be foolish of me to say, uh, oh, take this and all will be well. But I will mention a few herbs that I have used uh, during my professional life which yeah. have helped people, usually pre preventatively, that is, uh, to try to build up some resistance to the assertion of the migraine. Now, one that I have used professionally and have recommended even on this program to try is the, uh, is the simple herb, Fee-for-Few. Yes, now, I've heard of that. Uh, now, I, I will spell it for you. F-E-W. No, no, F-E-V-E-R, Fever, Few, F-E-W, oh, Fee-for-Few. Yes. Yes. Now, it's easily obtained, Pat. It, uh, it can, comes in a capsule form yes. or it can come in a liquid form. 
fair. It, it is very inexpensive. The only thing to be aware of is that in a very, very small percentage of people, uh, they do develop uh, a reaction that cre creates some degree of irritation of the mouth. Now, if, oh, okay, yeah. if that is the case, it means that you're one of about the 15% of people for whom this remedy is not useful. You wouldn't take it. But very rarely have I seen that in practice. Very rarely have I seen people say they've experienced that side effect. I would suggest that you, you go down to, um, to Green Hills, see the pharmacist there. I'm sure they would have it. Yeah. Try the, uh, the, the herb FIFA few, just a very, very low dose. If it's an encapsulated preparation, which it probably is, you would probably just take one capsule a day. Yeah. I, I would start on that basis. Uh, if, if, you've got, if you can Google or if your kids can Google, they'll find a lot of information on FIFA few, which is botanically known as parthenium. Try that as a starter. The other one also that is particularly used in, in what's called European traditional medicine is the herb rosemary. Oh, I've heard of that, yes, yes. Now, rosemary, again, is very inexpensive. And even in, in the case of rosemary, the taking of it as a simple herbal tea would be worthwhile trying. You could procure rosemary in tea bags from your health food store or maybe from the supermarket. Yeah. Give those two remedies a go, a, a go Pat. The, the only thing that I would say also, and I pass this on to all listeners, is that my observation is that frequently uh, this condition tends to accompany people that have a very, very sluggish bowel function. Now, that might sound a little bit left field, but the number of people that I have seen over the years where I will ask straight away, uh, do you experience any constipation or bowel sluggishness, who have said yes, yes. It, it indicates to me that perhaps that needs to be addressed if there is a sluggish bowel functioning. I know that mainstream medicine will laugh at this. I don't. Um, make sure the bowel is working normally and naturally because at the end of the day, what happens in our gut, the upper gut or the lower gut, could have a significant effect elsewhere on other organs of the body. All right, best of luck with that, Pat. And uh, Dennis, we, we, I know this is the theme. I know uh, we hear that uh, so often uh, that what's, uh, what's downstairs can affect upstairs and everywhere course. else. Of course. Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. And today, Dennis, you've been talking about D-Minose. Yes. Uh, it's something that can really help out uh, the urinary yes. tract infections. I'll talk more about it. But first of all, a listener uh, rang in wanting to know how you spell D-Minose. Well, very quickly, it's capital D dash M-A-N-N-O-S-E. D dash Minose. Okay, more about this substance, which I am saying is relatively unrecognised, certainly here in Australia. That's my impression. But the way this thing was discovered comes as a result of medical and scientific work done in the United States in the early 80s. And it all started as a, 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 with reference to a young lady that was presenting to a clinic with a lifelong history of recurring urinary tract infections and a dependence on antibiotics. Uh, it was put to the, the patient's uh, mother that this was not good, that um, it could, in fact, uh, damage the kidneys, which were, in fact, already showing some indications that there were things not good happening there. Already very well, That's much exactly under strain. Right. Yeah. So this mother looked around 
and she began to read and notice information about D-Manos, and she was also made uh, familiar of the work that was done by a Chicago medical school in explaining how D-Manos potentially helped chronic urinary tract infections. So she went to a clinic where the medicos were on side with this, and at that stage it was very difficult to get D-Manos, so she bought a large amount of it in bulk And it was then uh, monitored by her doctor and she began to take it in teaspoonful dosages of the powder, which is still what I recommend to people that that get hold of it. And over a period of time, in fact, rather quickly, the mother very excitedly contacted a GP and said, look, she's been free of urinary tract infections for X number of weeks. This Mm. is unparalleled. The young lady who at that stage was less than 10 years of age, as a result of taking demonos until she went through puberty where it disappeared due to hormonal changes, she never had a significant incident of E. coli infection or a UTI while she was taking demonos in a dose of a teaspoonful daily. And let me emphasise, preventatively, what I say to, to, to people that are using it, a teaspoonful is useful as a preventative agent. Double that or push it up if you notice any individual symptoms starting to assert themselves. Mark, I can vouch for the fact that this substance has been such a significant improver of many people's history. Give you an example. Yesterday I suggested to a gentleman who was permanently catheterized that the use of demonos as a preventative substance could be the solution to his problem, of course, being monitored by his GP. This in no way at all is taking, taking away the responsibility of medical management. What I'm saying is medicos, pharmacists, natural medicine practitioners do read something about this and see why it now is exploding in countries like the US, and even starting to do so here. And I'll finish my comments on it by saying that one of the best articles, a brief article, a very brief article, very sensible about the history and the benefits of it as an antagonist to E. coli infections of the urinary tract, occurred in the magazine Nexus in the XUS. Now, as a little aside, my dear wife and myself on Mondays usually trek down to Green Hills. We have a, a cup of coffee, it's a ritual. You get into rituals at this stage of your life. Particularly, <laughs> what, what, late 30s, partic- remember? Particularly when you've got a beautiful woman uh, by your side. And while we're there, we do a bit of shopping. And we usually go into the paper shop at Green Hills, which is a great paper shop. And uh, I picked up Nexus magazine, which I periodically do. And there was one of the best articles in it that I have possibly read. For people that want to follow up on what I've said to get today... Get the August-September edition of Nexus. Now, I've no interest in this magazine. I'm not a shareholder, but I'm entitled to mention books and references for public interest. Great reference. Now, that encouraged me to say, encouraged me to say to my wife, I've got to mention this on my program. Another preventative substance, in my opinion, potentially better than cranberry, for addressing chronic UTIs. This is the way, not an acute management, but for GPs out there that are not aware of it, pharmacists that are not aware of it, natural medicine, use it.
Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. And uh, by the way, Dennis, you mentioned that it was your birthday last week. That's why you weren't able to be here. Did you get up to anything nice and exciting? Oh, look, my dear wife and myself and my grandson went uh, to the Van Gogh uh, exhibition. And uh, let me say, listeners, if you haven't made the trek into the foreshore to see the Van Gogh exhibition, do so. What about food? Did they, they feed you? They get you all nice and uh, fed well, as well? Well, seeing it was my birthday, <laughs> my, my dear wife um, and my grandson took, took me out to for Scratchley's and took we out had for a lunch. beautiful lunch at that dear restaurant. It's, it's wonderful. So, look, yeah, that's where we were and I'd recommend that experience. Meanwhile, what, what going out to a show and a, a nice feed and a, the important thing is somebody else paid. That's the, that's the key. Well, we won't go there. <laughs> Good afternoon, Stuart at uh, Tingara Heights, and I will just give this one a bit of a, uh, a lunchtime warning. So, if um, if you you know still eating your lunch, you might want to just be turned down for a couple of minutes here. But Stuart, your mum had her gallbladder removed, and uh, things haven't been going that great since. Yeah, yeah, mate. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Stuart. Um, yeah, mum had it out a few years ago. Yes. Um, and and now she struggles through the day, you have to take Lomital to try and control, um, you know, the need, the urge to, to go. Yes, yes. Now, um, it's just got worse a little bit later. And I oh, just dear. Thought, thought we might go for some natural sort of yes. uh, remedies, if, yeah. if anything. Now, I've read the diets and sure. cut down on the fat. Sure. And, um, how, how, old is, how old is mum, Stuart? She's 82. Okay, yeah. Well, Otherwise she's... in good health. Yes, uh, similarly. <laughs> let me let me just say that my approach here would be to start off with with a simple procedure. I, I wonder whether or not dietary modification is going to do the job. I suspect not. Okay. Uh, what I would uh, suggest to mum is that she does two things. She uh, gets some slippery elm. Now, yep. slippery elm, uh, paradoxically, can be used to address overactive um bowel conditions, or it can be used at the other extreme to actually promote a bowel function. What I suggest that mum do is get hold of some powdered slippery elm, readily available, start off with, say, a teaspoonful daily. Now, what's the point of using uh, slippery elm? Slippery elm um, has a substance in it called mucilage, and as it goes through the system, it has a regulating effect on transit time. Sometimes it slows it down where, we, where it's required and sometimes yeah. it's, it accelerates it. Uh, I would be suggesting mum try that as a harmless, soothing agent to the gut wall that has a, a bulking effect, uh, a slowing down effect. It absorbs moisture in the bowel and to that extent, the mild dehydration of the gut contents might help transit time in favour of mum. Try that. Secondarily, uh, herbalists would also use the uh, principle of astringency. Now, when we talk about astringency, we're talking about those herbs that have somewhat of a drying out effect in the, in the gut, particularly in the bowel. And one of the most famous uh, European remedies, European remedies, which I have used for decades to address this problem, is that of bilberry. Now, bilberry is known as vaccinium myrtillus. That's by the way. The best uh, reference is in the book called Medicinal uh, Herbal Medicine, rather, by the great um, German doctor 
and herbalist, Dr. Rudolf Weiss. He gave me an understanding of how bilberry, preferably, preferably as a tea or an extract rather than a tablet, uh, had the effect of slowing down by dehydrating, drying out, if you want to call it that, due to its astringent effect on the bowel wall. Some, uh, what we would say is herbalists, and this might be controverted medically, is that it lessens the fluidity of the bowel to some degree. It's unlikely to precipitate a constipation, but in conjunction with slippery elm, using some, say, bilberry, or if bilberry can't be got, blackberry leaf as a, a herbal tea, or raspberry leaf as a herbal tea, they share similar characteristics to bilberry. They're all of the same uh, bilberry or the same family. I'd give mum a go on that. It's inexpensive. It is very safe. And uh, it can be easily taken by mum. She can do it herself without uh, having to depend upon, uh, you know, someone administering it to her. All right, Stuart, best of luck uh, for you and your mum there. Good afternoon, Shauna at Rutherford. Uh, you want to continue Dennis's discussion, Shauna, about demon O's. What's, what's your question for Dennis? Um, my question is, um, is, would it be any good for people who have um, a transplanted kidney? I'm, I have a transplant. Um, I'm, I'm prone to um, UTIs. Yes. Um, and I'm on, of course, all the um, anti-rejection yes, of course. drugs and things yes, as yes, well. So yes. would Demonos um, work or be suitable? Okay. Look, anything that you were to do with regard to this should be run past your medical managers. But, oh, definitely. But, but looking definitely. at the substance, um, it is a simple sugar, a simple sugar. It's similarly similar to fructose or glucose or any other of the sugars that we ingest and that are existent in the foods that we eat. So theoretically, I can't see how it would have any adverse effect. In fact, uh, I could see that it may well have uh, a value in lessening the, the likelihood of infection of the, uh, of the whole of the uh, kidney that you have. Um, uh, to me, it would seem to be a worthwhile discussion with those that are managing your condition, prefacing mm -hmm. it by uh, commenting on what I have said today. And what I would say is, um, if you're interested in the article that I briefly referred to, ring my, room, ring my rooms at New Lambton and I'll send you a, a copy of it, free of charge, which you can then read yourself and let your medical managers read it, keeping in mind the article was written by an American professional, an MD, who had a lot to do in developing the reputation and clinical usage of this substance that's fascinating. I think it has potential, but again, I'm not a urologist. I know not a lot about the, the, the procedure, um, but it's worthwhile discussing from the perspective of looking at something to lessen any challenge to the transplant by recurrent infections. We're here wrapping up with Dennis Stewart with Health Naturally. Of course, after our news at one o'clock, Sally Lucas uh, with Talking Travel. And uh, Dennis, today, Den um, Sally will be up into the Orient, Japan and uh, Singapore. Oh, I think. Japan. I'll be there, mate. Yeah. I've been there. Great. Maybe you could do Wonderful. Um, maybe you could do a couple of specials uh, later. Herbs of the Orient, maybe. 
Yeah, look, that's a, be a couple. there is, in fact, a very interesting herb that we can take up from the Oregon. There you go. That's not today, but no, we will. No, no time today. We will. We will. <laughs> See, I'm coming up with my you, content you and your content. <laughs> You'll be good herbalists soon, mate. Good. I'll just uh, content ideas, maybe. That'll be it. <laughs> Jenny uh, Wombrell, top of the Central Coast there. Thanks for calling in, Jenny. Um, you have a, a demonose question for Dennis today, Jenny. Yes, I do. Yes. Hello, Jenny. Hello. Um, Dennis, I was wondering um, about being able to use demonose in someone who is diabetic. My sister's diabetic and has had some ongoing urinary tract sure. um, infection problems. Sure. And I was just um, I was just listening to you. I'm actually in Western Australia, so I'm listening to you all the way over here. Oh, well, that's very nice. I'll, I'll fly over and talk to you personally if you like. Yeah, if you'll if you'll pay the fee, Dennis, look, we're, we're not we're not paying that way. It's not going to happen. Look, we give you a car park when you come in. That's it. The, the 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 literature that I've read and the article, this medical article that I've read, uh, referred to today, says demonos has no consequence at all okay. for people right. with diabetes. But, oh, ag- but again, as I've said all day, um, anything like this, run it past your GP. The unfortunate thing might be that the GP doesn't know much about it. But <laughs> having fun. said that, I will say what I've said to you. If you want yes. a copy of this article, I'll happily send it to you free of charge. Just contact the station here and they'll give you my address and we'll send it to you. Yes, I I um I will do that actually. It's something because I also um I also have an ongoing issue with lots of other reasons. Yes, but of course. My doctor's put me on to Hyprex HIP. Yeah, and look, that that has a good history. But the th- yes. the great thing in favour of demonos and cranberry and those things is that they virtually they're basically foods, and yes. they work in a non-invasive way. They mm. benefit the system as they go through it, like mm. like a, like a cleaning brush, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I, think, I think it could be helpful for you. Well, we can we can always try it. Of course, so, I'm sure you'd get it uh, over in Western Australia if you're there. Well, I'm in Calvary, so yes. I don't think oh, so. But okay. I can try. It's all right. Okay. We're going to yeah. other places. But I'm, um, I'm pretty well known over there. I did a number of seminars in Perth years ago. Um, so yeah, look, I'm sure you'd be able to get it if you're in, right in Perth itself. But never mind. Uh, you'll get hold of it. Find something, I'm yes, sure. I'm hey, sure you will. But, um, hey, Jenny, you know, ha, ha, I appreciate ha, your work, Dennis. I have been on a herb ramble with you in Mizzarow. Oh, really? Probably about oh. forty-five years ago. They were good days, weren't they? They See, were that, good days. That sounds something from Dennis's hippie oh, days, doesn't it? Days. Herb ramble. Yeah, that was with Robin Kirby <laughs> and, uh, around Carrington Road in in, in Mizzarow, or and, and around the university. Um, yeah, look, I remember those days like it was only yesterday. All right, Jenny, all the best with all of that. And, Dennis, <laughs> before you get off on a memory lane, we've actually run slap bang out of time. Oh, so uh... What a day. What a day. Wasn't dis- that nice for, for Jenny to ring and remind me of those good days when hundreds of students would accompany me on herb identification programs? Wonderful. That's a herb ramble, folks. All right, uh, pretty much for the whole hour. Dennis, we'll catch you next week. Thank you, Mark. As always. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.